Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Coach Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur physical therapy graduate. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the conversation, so you can find me, your favorite redhead, on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Facebook, uh, on anchor.fm at uh, slash Colt S. Taylor. Also on Cameo, if you want a personal greeting. And of course, follow up on everything I'm doing at ColtSebastianTaylor.com, a website I should really try to update sometime soon. Alright folks, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. First up though, before we get into the hard-hitting news stories of the week, a personal update. Uh, As I had mentioned earlier this year, I had been suffering from uh, some pretty terrible nerve pain Neck, shoulder, elbow, wrist, uh, to the point where I could sleep, had to sleep in a chair for three weeks and whatnot, uh, but went to physical therapy, and uh, this week was my last week of physical therapy. I'm uh, practically back to normal, so want to give a big shout-out to the NovaCare Rehabilitation in collaboration with Wellspan, and uh, located in Stevens, Pennsylvania. Uh, big shout-out to all the physical therapists there that had me work my arm, my shoulder, my neck, and whatnot, and rubbed out some nerve issues and uh i i i had got feeling back in my fingers and whatnot because they were numb for a bit which was unfortunate so big tip of the pith helmet to them thank you so much for all of your assistance in getting me not to be in tremendous amount of pain 24 hours a day so that's cool as well uh also uh if you i'm gonna plug it one more time uh, besides doing this wonderful show once a week, I'm also involved in a D&D podcast. That's right. You can hear your pal Colt Sebastian Taylor voice the character of Colt Sebastian Taylor. Yes, I'm playing myself in this fantasy world. You should definitely check that out. I'll include a link uh, on this description in the podcast version of the show, but it's lots of fun. And you can hear me goof off for a few hours pretending to wield magical swords at orcs and goblins and dragons, etc., etc., etc. Okay, time for the news, my friends. The news. First up this week, the cause of death of Bob Saget was uh, preliminary released. Apparently he uh, passed away due to head trauma. Uh, Sounds terribly serious, but uh, what authorities think is that he whacked his head, uh, felt fine, thought nothing of it, laid down to go to sleep, and then, uh, you know, never woke up which is just a real, real shame. Uh, So, folks, if you whack your head uh, hard, you should go get it checked out. Even if you feel fine, it is definitely worth checking out. Uh, This has actually happened. It's not not as uncommon as you think. Uh, In fact, uh, former actress Natasha Richardson, uh, who was married to Liam Neeson, uh, happened to her about a decade ago. She was skiing, uh, had an accident, hit her head, didn't thinking anything of it. They checked her out. They go, okay, you can watch your head. You know, take it easy. 
went home, laid down, had a very slight brain bleed, and she went to sleep and never woke up. So, uh, friends, you know, always wear a helmet. Uh, if you're at home and clunk your head against something real hard and see stars for a few moments, like, oh, wow, that was a whack, that was a wackadoo. I'll just lay down. Uh, you know, most of the time, sure, you'll be fine, but it's always good to get yourself checked out. Uh, if you got health insurance, it's worth the 50 bucks. Get your dog and looked at. Take them, take a scan, whatnot. Uh, it could be very, very, could be life-saving. Could be life-saving. So, anyways, uh, cause of death, Bob Saget, due to head trauma, no drugs or alcohol were in his system were involved. Uh, just looks like one of those terrible, awful, not fair accidents that, uh, that probably happened to more people than we know, but because Bob Saget is famous, we're aware of it. Hopefully this will cause more people to take their head impacts a smidgen more seriously. In other entertainment news, rapper Snoop Dogg has officially acquired Death Row Records. Uh, very, uh, very mo uh, sentimental move because uh, he started his career in the 90s at Death Row Records with his debut album, Doggy Style. According to a statement released by Snoop Dogg, I am thrilled and appreciative of the opportunity to acquire the iconic and culturally significant Death Row, brand, Death Row Records brand, which has immense untapped future value, he said in a statement. Uh, it was founded by Dr. Dre, Suge Knight, Dick Griffey, and the DOC, and uh, other artists uh, Tupac Shakur was a part of uh, Death Row Records as well. So, uh, he now owns the, basically owns the company that helped him launch his career. Uh, tomorrow, at the Super Bowl halftime show, he will be performing with Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and Eminem during the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, sounds like a pretty good lineup, whatnot. But, uh, anyways, Snoop Dogg, expanding his repertoire from, uh, his work with Martha Stewart, he now owns... Death Row Records, and I have to say, whenever I see Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart hanging out together, that is some quality gold content. They are hilarious together. So, congratulations, Mr. Dog, Mr. CEO Dog, on your newest acquirement of Death Row Records. Moving along in even other entertainment news, Disney Plus, the Disney streaming service, ended 2021 with almost 130 million subscribers, including me, uh, smashing growth forecasts for the year. Uh, they added over 11 million in the last quarter and then uh, on average added 7 million subscribers per quarter last year. Uh, Disney Plus uh, has a variety of very popular properties. They have all the Marvel movies. They have the Star Wars movies. Uh, I believe they have the Simpsons. Do they have the Simpsons? Simpsons? I think they have the Simpsons. Uh, they have lots of original programming including uh, documentaries uh, The Beatles 1 Get Back uh, they've done a bunch of sort of short-run uh, episodes from various series. Uh, for example, Hawkeye and WandaVision from the Marvel uh, Universe. Uh, they did The Mandalorian and The Book of Bubba Fett, which I just finished up this week. Uh, good stuff. I mean, I'm not a, a huge Marvel or Star Wars nerd where I cosplay and know all the little facts about anything. But as a casual viewer, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, the CGI they did for Luke Skywalker uh, in some of these episodes. Uh, pretty incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Uh, so they uh, they are going to be continuing 
this sort of approach, releasing stuff to the theaters and also releasing stuff through their Disney Plus, um, their Disney Plus uh, uh, streaming as well. Uh, they've had a few. Uh, they have a few uh, not quite getting the theater ticket sales that they want, so they're going to be doing some theater stuff and some streaming stuff. And uh, it's actually just really, 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 really convenient. Uh, I mean, I enjoy Disney+. Plus. I watch it uh, not frequently, but enough that it's worth the subscription. I do like my, I do like my bubble fat, my bubble fat. But uh, anyways, uh, they are getting lots and lots of subscribers, which is great. They're bringing in a whole bunch of new series. Uh, there's new Obi-Wan Kenobi series coming out that I'll be watching as well. They look like their park revenues are up for the year after the COVID restrictions are starting to lift. So, uh, for a company, Mickey Mouse, eh, it's not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. So, uh, I, I, I don't subscribe to every possible streaming service possible because that's a lot. Um, there's a funny meme out there of Captain Planet, which all the kids like, you know, fire, earth, rain, our powers combined, I'm Captain Planet. But instead of it's like, Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus. With your streaming, so your streaming subscription subscriptions combined, I'm the same as cable. So, uh, which is pretty funny. But Disney Plus is is one of them. It's one of them indeed. So, uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's worth it's worth a month. Check it out. See if you like it. They are not a sponsor of the show, but they should be. I'm available, Mr. Mouse. Speaking of availability, my friends, what are you doing? What are you doing? Fridays at 9, Saturdays at 10, and Sundays at 10. Well, if you are like me, you're listening to my pal DC. That's right. He is our in-house DJ here at AWSM Radio. Uh, on Friday and Sundays, 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. respectively, you can listen to DC live in effect here on AWSM Radio. You don't want to mess it up while he is smashing it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from South Florida every week. And you know what? He is in such demand. He is so popular here on AWSM Radio. The people, the people have spoken. They demanded a third appearance. And you know what? They gave it to him here. So on Saturdays, on Saturdays at 10 p.m., you can listen to DC's House Party Saturdays. DC is bringing his freestyle DJing to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you the Miami vibes without actually having to go down to Florida, which for some of us is fine. Uh, from the top clubs to the bars, DC is going to bring the party to you. So just tune in to AWSM Radio Saturdays at 10 p.m. and listen to DC's House Party Saturdays. So just to remind you... Fridays at 9, Sundays at 10, DC Live in Effect, Saturdays at 10 p.m., DC's House Party Saturdays, both shows, all three nights, right here on AWSM Radio. Next up, folks, Diamonds are apparently a girl's best friend, but I think Diamonds is basically everybody's pal. I don't think anyone turns down Diamonds. Well, a billion-year-old hunk of black diamond, thought to be the largest in the world, was bought this week uh, at auctions at Sotheby's for $4.3 million. Using, of course... 
cryptocurrency. Now, it is the largest naturally colored black diamond in the world, known as the Enigma. It weighs 555.55 carats. I, I, I don't know if that was intentional. Uh, but it was displayed in London between February 2nd and February 9th this week. Now, the... Um, the uh, buyer was anonymous, anon anonymous, anonymous. Uh, however, entrepreneur Richard Hart tweeted that he had won the diamond and would, re would be renaming it the Hex.com diamond after his blockchain deposit certificate business. Ugh. Anyways, it was the largest diamond uh, in 2006, according to the Guinness World Book of Records. It is one of the rarest billion-year-old known wonders known to humankind. Now, black diamonds are very, very rare. They are known as a carbonado diamond. Uh, they are only found in two places on Earth, Brazil and the Central African Republic. Um, uh, in you know, billions of years ago, those two parts of the world were connected into a supercontinent. Uh, but they're usually found very close to the surface of the Earth. Uh, thinking that they may have come from space. Uh, all of these diamonds were, were created about two or three billion years ago. And, um, you know, they're not, they're not quite sure why they were only created during this time on those specific places. Uh, according to Sotheby's, uh, it is thought that this specific type of black diamond was created either from meteor impacts producing natural chemical vapors, uh, vapor disposition, or an extra, extraterrestrial origin from supernova explosions that formed diamond-bearing asteroids, which ultimately collided with Earth. So they they just they just don't they just don't know. Um, so uh, they uh, they their diamonds normally are the kind you can uh, you know they're clear, but these these diamonds, however, are black. They absorb light a whole lot more. Than uh, other than than other diamonds do, because uh, the diamonds are arranged in very strange patterns inside it, and so the light doesn't go through it; it gets absorbed. Okay, uh, they're formed by randomly oriented tiny diamond diamond grains, which absorb light more efficiently, and that's what creates a the creates somewhat of a black appearance of it. So uh, they are very very rare, very expensive. Uh, and the largest one ever, ever cut, now is going to be known as the Hex.com Diamond, which is stupid. That is stupid. Uh, an interesting, uh, interesting sort of note about black diamonds is that they are nearly impossible to cut and to polish because they are unusual. Uh, it took more than three years to get this diamond ready to be sold. Uh, it was thought it was once weighed over 800 carats in its rough form, but it lost that much down to 555 trying to cut it and polish it to the point where it would be sold. I mean, it just looks like a black rock, but when you get close to it, you realize, holy moly, it's a diamond. So um, this Richard uh, Hart, I guess, has a new paperweight for his desk, a $4.3 million black diamond. Speaking of buying expensive things, my friends, do you have $2 billion lying around? Well, if you do, you can buy the movie and video game rights to The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit going on sale. According to the Sal Zaret Company, who owns the rights to um, the Tolkien, the J.R.R. Tolkien uh, 
creations. Uh, expecting to fetch for $2 billion. Uh, they bought the rights back in 1976. Probably not for $2 billion. They probably made quite a bit of money off of it. But, uh, yeah. So, the rights include TV shows with more than eight episodes, live events, merchandise, theme parks, and uh, some rights across additional Tolkien texts, including this, the Silmarion and the Unfinished Tales of New of New Mirren and Middle-earth, according to Variety. Um, so, uh, it, it's very interesting. Like I said, what, more than eight episodes, because Amazon uh, is going to be doing an upcoming series, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, uh, but they bought the rights to do that directly from the Tolkien estate, okay? Uh, because there is an eight-episode loophole, apparently, in the contract. So basically, this company has all these rights to Lord of the Rings stuff, but except for things, eight episodes or less. So Amazon went to the Tolkien folks and say, hey, uh, we'll give you $250 million to make this series. Uh, they said, sure, but it has to be eight episodes or less. Huh. Uh, so Amazon might be considering purchasing the rights to all the Lord of the Rings. I mean, they're worth billions and billions and billions. I mean, they just send these guys up into space. They could get they could get all that and probably get their money back in several years. Uh, so they might uh, drop $2 billion and buy the rights to Lord of the Rings. Uh, the Rings of Power, the Amazon series, is scheduled to debut on September 2nd. And we'll explore the 20 rings Sauron made for the races of men, dwarves, and elves, along for the one ring himself. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's because you were not a nerd in the early aughts. Uh, apparently, Warner Brothers has often, has often battled with a Tolkien estate or profits made during the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogy, directed by Peter Jackson. And Warner Brothers will also be doing an anime prequel called The Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim. And uh, do a prequel to sort of the Lord of the Rings series. So, lots of folks want to get their piece of that one ring. But if you have $2 billion laying around, then uh, the Lord of the Rings can be your precious. Uh, my precious. I don't have a good Gollum impression. It's really rough on the throat. Really rough on the throat. But uh, anyways, we'll see what happens. And I'll probably watch that Amazon show on September 2nd this year. Because uh, I like fancy stuff. I do. Moving along in other entertainment news, the estates of Robin Williams and George Carlin, uh, two legendary uh, comedians who have passed, have filed lawsuits against Pandora, popular streaming service, uh, that the late comedian's jokes are being uh, used without proper licenses. Uh, the suits are being joined by complaints from Andrew Dice Clay, Ron White, Bill Eng uh, Engel 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 who also realized they weren't given a fraction of a penny for their work as a result of Pandora's willful wrongdoing. Uh, according to the lawsuit, comedians are fighting for the recognition of two copyrights. There is a copyright on the joke that they wrote and a copyright on the recording that recorded it. Uh, uh, so they're saying they need, <coughs> they need licenses for both to have their jokes be streaming on Pandora. Companies uh, usually just purchase the uh, license for the recordings, not the jokes. Uh, this argument has never been tested in court, so it's not it's not exactly sure whether or not uh, they they have a they have a case here. But they're starting to see if this is something that the courts need to 
rule on. Um, but uh, this, this lawsuit also is saying that Pandora didn't even uh, obtain the right license to have these even promoted in the first in the first in the first case. So, uh, these comedians are saying that uh, Pandora and other streaming services need to buy the rights to the recording of the joke and the license to the joke itself that they wrote. Uh, this concept was a uh, part of a dispute on Spotify last year that led to the removal of work by uh, Kevin Hart, John Mulaney, and Tiffany Haddish. Haddish? Haddish. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Um, lawsuits that claim that Pandora did not obtain the copyright for the comedian's work, and they'll see that this will more likely to come. They recently paid $90 million of royalties for songs that recorded before 1972 that they weren't paying royalties for. And uh, they were hit with a lawsuit in, in 2019 for displaying lyrics from Tom Petty, Weezer, and Rage Against the Machine without obtaining licenses to show those lyrics, apparently. So, Robin Williams' estate is looking for $4.1 million in alleged copyright infringement. And George Carlin's estate is looking for $8.4 million. So, um, we shall see what happens there. Uh, the lawsuit says that Pandora gave listeners, subscribers, this is a quote, a market share with full knowledge they didn't have the license and made no royalty payments for the works and used the content in question to increase its stock price, helping them reorganize the company with Sirius, Sirius XM. Uh, Sirius XM purchased Pandora for $3.5 billion in 2018. So um, these comedians, they want their chunk of the change. Uh, Pandora, and actually all artists, get hardly anything from streaming. So it, they really should get paid uh, more for the work that they put in and whatnot. I mean, I should get paid for my streaming services, you know, giving the news. Uh, still holding out hope for that one. Speaking of music, my friends, if you're driving home during the weekday between 5 and 7 p.m., well, there's only one place you need to be. It's the Rock Sessions. It's a drive-time show that's making sure your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. Uh, it's hosted by my friend Rox, and she will make it rock, rock style, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., right here, my friends, on the only place you can hear her, here on AWSM Radio. Moving along, Dolly Parton, my friends, is a national treasure. Uh, this week, uh, she announced that employees at Dollywood, which is her Dolly Parton theme park type place, uh, who are working 9 to 5 or other schedules, it's hard to make a living, but they will soon be eligible for a new program paid for 100% of tuition, fees, and books if they want to seek degrees or other educational opportunities Pretty, pretty amazing. Um, Herschel Enterprises, which is Dolly Parton's operating partner, partner at Dollywood, will fund educational fees through a new program called Grow You. <clears throat> It'll be available to not just full-time employees, but also part-time and seasonal employees starting this month. Um, it's going to be impacting 11,000 employees at Dollywood Park and Resorts and uh, additional employees that it employs all over the country. Um... The, quote, uh, Grow You program offers workers more than 100 diploma degree and certificate programs from learning partners. Uh, it will provide partial funding up to 
$5,250 a year for 150 other programs in hospitality, engineering, human resources, and art design. According to the president of the Dollywood company, Eugene Naughton, uh, he said in the statement, uh, one, of the, one, of, one of the Dollywood Foundation's key tenets is to learn more. This program is created with that very tenet in mind. We want our hosts to develop themselves through advanced learning to fulfill the foundations of other tenets, care more, dream more, and be more. When our hosts strive to grow themselves, it makes our business and community a truly better place. I mean, hey, Dolly Parton gave a million dollars, helped develop the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, Dollywood is helping its employees get further education. Uh, she just is an amazing person. Uh, but uh, Dollywood's isn't the first, uh, apparently the first employer to offer educational benefits to employees. Uh, there are labor shortages, so they got to up the ante to, to get these good employees. Uh, Target and Walmart and some other major employers are now using tuition assistance as a way to bring in more employees, quality employees, to their businesses. So this could be a very popular way to get uh, you the workers you want by offering them ways to help to better themselves. So once again, Dollywood, Dolly Parton, helping their employees with 100% tuition to help better themselves, as well as some other assistance for those looking for certifications in hospitality, engineering, human resources, and things like that. Dolly Parton. She may only work from 9 to 5, but uh, she works 24 hours to make people better. Not a sponsor of the show, and, and not a guest. Not yet. Hmm. I should email her. You think I can get Dolly Parton on the show? I'm going to try to get Dolly Parton on the show. Dolly Parton will unlikely be on the show. In other entertainment news, Futurama is coming back. You're probably saying to yourself, Colt, uh, it's still on the air. Well, those are reruns. Uh, and actually, this is the third revival of the show. Yes, that's right. This is the third time this uh, critically acclaimed show had come back. Uh, originally created by Matt Groing, uh, who created The Simpsons, and David X. Cohen, also involved with The Simpsons. Uh, it originally aired on Fox from March 1999 to August 10th, 2003. And then again, when it was brought back a second time on Comedy Central from uh, 2008 to 2013, uh, there were some direct-to-video films, some audio-only um, episodes produced in 2017, and uh, now Hulu is going to bring it back for a 20-episode uh, series to premiere next year in 2023. Uh, but there's a bit of controversy with this, the voice of Bender, which is a foul-mouthed foul -mouthed robot of the series. If you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, John DiMaggio has not signed on for the revival. Uh, he is not has not been announced as coming back to voice his character. Uh, but the majority of the other casts uh, has, including... Uh, Billy West, Katie Segal, or Segal, Segal, Tress McNeil, Lawrence LaMarche, Lauren, Tom, Phil Lamar, and David Herman. Uh, but he, DiMaggio, has not come to terms with 20th, uh, with 20th television animation. Uh, he wants a deal that's similar to Billy West and Segal, uh, who are the leads of the show. So he wants, uh, basically just as much money as they're getting, and he is a big part of the show. 
kind of feel like he deserves it. Uh, there are table reads going on right now. They're currently recasting that voice for it. But apparently both sides are hoping to come to some sort of agreement uh, agreement to get him back onto the show. Uh, for those who don't know Futurama, I'm not a big fan of it. I've watched some episodes. It's pretty clever, but I can only watch so many cartoons in a week. Um, it focuses the life of Philip Fry, voiced by uh, Billy West, a 25-year-old pizza delivery boy who accidentally freezes himself in December 31st in 1999, only to wake up a thousand years later with a fresh start in life. Uh, his new group of friends, including uh, Layla, Leela, 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 voiced by Katie Segal, uh, the tough but lovely one-eyed mutant, and Bender, a robot that possesses human characteristics and flaws. So, like I said, this is the third revival of the show. First brought back in 2007, uh, and then uh, had some direct-to-DVD movies. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully this gets off the ground and everyone gets paid uh, the money that they are worth and whatnot. So, Futurama fans, it's coming back once again by popular demand on Hulu sometime in 2023. In other entertainment news, this is a very entertainment-heavy news show this week. I just had a lot of fun news articles about entertainment. Steven Spielberg, acclaimed director, uh, is the first person to be nominated for Academy Awards over the course of six decades. That's right. He has been nominated for at least one Academy Award in every decade, for the last six decades, uh, nominated for uh, West Side Story. Um, so, uh, uh, the, so oh, sorry, let me be a little bit more specific. Um, uh, he said, I reckon, the first person to earn Best Director nomination over the course of six decades. So, pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, he picked up his uh, eighth uh, nomination uh, for the category for West Side Story who got seven nominations for this year's award show. Um, he is, um, this nomination allowed him to break a tie with Martin Scorsese, who earned, uh, has earned nods in the, um, in this, uh, in this category five decades. So no, no, nothing yet from Martin Scorsese. Uh, Spielberg has won two Best Director trophies in 1994 for Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan in 1999. Uh, he also was nominated for his director works in Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 1978, Raiders of the Lost Ark in 1982, uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial in 1983, Munich in 2006, and Lincoln uh, in 2013. He is one of the most nominated uh, directors of all time. Uh, some of his other uh, nominated works uh, for Best Picture... Uh, the Color Purple, uh, Shingo's List, also Best Picture, uh, as well as Best Director, um, War Horse, uh, Letters from Ima Jima, uh, Bridge of Spies, The Post, uh, also West Side Story. In fact, uh, many of his pictures, uh, he gets, if he gets Best Director nomination, he usually gets the Best Picture nomination as well. So we'll see if he wins for, um, he wins for West Side Story, which is also nominated for Best picture. So that's uh, some pretty amazing stuff there by Steven Spielberg. Also nominated for many, many, many other awards, including BAFTAs and Golden Globes, Emmys, daytime Emmys. Uh, he was responsible for the Animaniacs, by the way. 
Uh, so won a daytime Emmy for outstanding children's programming. Pretty uh, not too not too shabby, not too shabby, Mister Spielberg, whatnot. But uh, yeah, so Steven Spielberg nominated for best director in six count them six decades: seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands, two thousand tens, and now the two thousand twenties with West Side Story, a truly prolific uh, director. Hasn't won since the nineties, but does get the nod on a decade regular basis. Speaking of nominations, what should be nominated for an amazing show about sports, it's To the Rack with Mac, uh, is your go-to spot for all things basketball. Uh, Join NBA, just fantastic expert Mac Daddy, as he brings you a full hour of of high-flying hoops expertise uh, for all things NBA, you want to tune in Wednesdays at 9 p.m. for To The Rack With Mac. Uh, like I said, it is our NBA basketball show here on AWSM Radio. You do not want to miss it, especially if you're too busy. You may not be up to date on all the gossip and whatnot, but you will be brought up to speed with To The Rack With Mac Wednesdays at 9 p.m. right here on AWSM Radio. Moving along and just noting another record being sent by awards. Uh, Denzel Washington, acclaimed actor, uh, is now the most Oscar-nominated black actor of all time, securing his 10th Oscar nomination for his leading role in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Came out Christmas, now streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, so he is also a very, 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 very well-nominated uh, actor. Um, he earned, uh, has earned, uh, previous Oscar nominations for his acting roles in Cry, Freedom, Glory, Malcolm X, The Hurricane, Training Day, Flight, Roman J. Israel Esquire, which I, uh, don't know that one, uh, as well as Fences. He also, uh, received a nomination for being a producer in 2016 Fences, and it was nominated for Best Picture he also directed that film, uh, which was based on a play by August Wilson. Uh, Denzel has won Best Supporting Actor for Glory and Best Actor for Training Day. Uh, he should really win more awards. He's an incredible actor. Big fan of Denzel Washington. But he continues his streak for the most nominated uh, Oscar nominations uh, for a black actor. Congratulations, Mr. Washington. Looking forward to your future work. And I'm going to have to look up Roman J. Israel Esquire. I have not heard of that Denzel film before and now I'm curious. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna after after this show, pop on Wikipedia, I'm gonna go find out what that movie's about. Moving along and in some sad news, the world's oldest pub uh well maybe not the world's oldest, but one that has been around for more than a thousand years is closing its door due to COVID nineteen. The ye old fighting cocks that has been uh around uh, just north of London in St. Albans, has been in business since 793 AD, according to its website. Now closing its doors after a sustained period of extremely challenging trading conditions due to COVID-19 restrictions. It just cannot stay in business, unfortunately. Uh, so it is closing its doors for the time being. However, however, it is not... Um, not going to be closed permanently, it appears. Uh, the um, the uh, owner of, I guess, the property 
is saying that it will open again soon, apparently. Uh, there, I mean, there's a business that operates out of the building, but the owner of the building is saying that um, it will... Uh, uh, the brewery. There's a brewery on the premise uh, called uh, Mitchell's and Butler's, uh, and the brewery is staying in business and is working to reopen the pub itself. But uh, in a statement, they say, we can confirm, sadly, that our tenants... At Ye Old Fighting Cox have appointed administrators, which is basically the United Kingdom version of going bankrupt. Uh, but we can assure locals that it is not the end of the pub. We're currently exploring all opportunities for the future site's future and hope to reopen the pub under new management as soon as possible. Now, it is was recognized by Guinness as the world's oldest pub, but Guinness retired that title in 2000. Uh, Guinness World Book of Records don't do as many records as they used to. Uh, because some things are just kind of unverifiable. Like, there's there's stories and whatnot, but there wasn't really enough evidence to prove it, so they stopped doing those sort of uh, records. They also do, don't do stunts records anymore, like, oh, who has stayed up the longest? I mean, things that would risk people's health. They just don't do that anymore. Uh, but in 2000, this was the last one that uh, got it. Uh, the spokesman said this record was rested in 2000 when it became clear that it was possible not to verify it in full. So apparently it's been open since 1797, uh, sorry, 793, uh, the year 793. Uh, allegedly, uh, Oliver Cromwell slept there one night during the English Civil War. Uh, it's called Ye Old Fighting Cocks because apparently cockfights were held there in the late 19th and 20th centuries. Uh, it has, uh, Many different names have bounced around there. Uh, in 1520, it was known as the Devil's Tavern, and a renowned hangout for smugglers, villains, and pirates who traded contraband and sold bodies that had washed up from the Thames River. Uh, that was a thing. They sold bodies for, you know, medical purposes back then. That's why they were grave robbers and whatnot. But, uh, anyways, the ye old fine cocks closed now, but they think they will be reopening soon on a new management. So, what is a pub that has been around there for over a thousand years? Don't worry, my friends. Uh, sometime, hopefully in the near future, you'll be able to grab yourself a pint at this establishment. After that story, you probably ask yourself, what's going on? Uh, but you might be asking about what's going on, and that, that I can tell you all about, that is our Fox Sports Affiliate Show, providing listeners with over 150 years of combined sports knowledge, hosted by Nate Brown and his crew, who have been just a stable of Western New York sports for the past two decades. Now they're going national, my friends, and we got them. We got them. We got them. We got Nate Brown. We got them. Right here on AWSM Radio, what's going on? Wednesdays at 10 p.m., Right after To The Rack With Mac, you want to get more sports. Well, Wednesdays, you're not here, my friends. It's What's Going On, Wednesdays at 10 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. Well, my friends, that just about wraps up this week's Saturday with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me uh, this fantastic morning. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, Instagram, the Rizzle, uh, mostly on Twitter, at Colt S. Taylor. Of course, also on Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. And the podcast version of the show can be found at anger.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. Uh, all things Colt S. Taylor. And then, of course, eventually, one of these days, I will update ColtSebastianTaylor.com with all my other things that I'm doing, including a nice 
fun Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Maybe I'll do that this week. We'll see what happens. But uh, until next time, my fantastic friends, I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Until then, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor, and I'll see you later.